Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Exalted in this place, O oh God. Take your place among us, O oh God. Take your place among us, O oh God. Take your place among us. Your word has assured us, Lord, that where two or three are gathered in your name, in your name, in your name, Lord Jesus, you are there with us, O oh God. Your word has assured us, Lord, if you lift your name up high, you will draw all men unto yourself, O oh God. Draw us to you as we sing about you. Draw us to you. Draw us to you. Maybe draw after you, O oh God. Because the said, God can come to you. Except you draw him. No man can come to you. Except you draw him, O oh God. So before you, O oh God, may it be tied to you closer, may it be tied to you stronger, may it be more difficult for the devil to get us, may it be more difficult for the devil to, to distract us, to for anything at all to distract us, every time we come from you, may we go from strength unto strength, O oh God. Yahweh, Yahweh, for the last time, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Father, we thank you so much, Lord. Rain in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will enjoy. Run together. I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will enjoy your love more and more. Glory 
shelter you and let us run together. I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will rejoice. I will rejoice in you and be glad. Oh, I will rejoice. You are a man of mine. Draw me after you and let us run together. I will rejoice. I will exalt your love more than mine. Draw me after you and let us run together. I will rejoice in you and I will rejoice. I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will exalt your love more than mine. Draw me after you and let us run together. I will rejoice. Oh, Jesus, it is Jesus down in my heart. Oh, it is Jesus down in my heart. Jesus, down in my heart, Jesus, the King of hope. It is Jesus, down in my hope. It is Jesus, down in my heart, Jesus, the King of kings. It is Jesus. It is Jesus, the King of Kings, and I will rejoice in you and be glad. I will exalt your and give the Lord a shout and hand clap unto the Lord. Amen. We thank the Lord so much. Father, we thank you. Take your place 
in our midst tonight amen with excitement with jesus joy if you are glad about what god is about to speak into your life tonight let's welcome god's servant for this house for this moment hallelujah let us pray father lord we are grateful to you for your mercy your grace your protection that you have not abandoned us but you have drawn us near you and you have been with us in every moment thank you for gathering us once again at your feet to hear your holy precious words we invite you holy spirit come and be our instructor in the name of jesus amen, amen. wonderful you're all welcome we are going to continue on our series the words of jesus hallelujah and um last week we started a another sub-series called what jesus said about his own words hallelujah so last week was part one what jesus said about his own words and i believe we probably only touched the first one jesus taught that words in general are not trivial things amen Jesus taught that words in general are not trivial things. And this is where we quoted Matthew chapter 12 verse 36. And we spent the whole day, you know, explaining what Jesus meant by every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account of it in the day of judgment. And we talked about idle and define idol and then we we explain by saying that jesus intends words to be used deliberately to, to achieve specific purpose not redundantly or carelessly or unadvisedly or not with a specific purpose to accomplish something good amen so uh, that same passage actually gives us additional points so let's go to matthew chapter 12 and verse 33 because um the words of jesus are very loaded and i don't think we even fully understand everything that he's saying i think we just need to get closer and closer with to the holy spirit who would unravel and it's like peel peeling a, ban uh, a banana onion you know there are layers and layers and layers of revelation that are buried in what jesus said Jesus is saying we are kind of stretching it beyond the verse 36. So that's why I'm making us read verse 33 and up. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep going. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his uh, out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things okay so this is the verse we dwelt on last week but i say 
to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Hallelujah. Let's add verse 37. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. So the first point, Jesus taught that words in general are not trivial things. The second point is that Jesus taught that words would be used as a basis for judgment, which is picked from verse 37. Hallelujah. So uh, you can see that the second point derives directly from the first point. Because if words are not trivial, something that is not trivial means that it's something that you cannot overlook or something that will be noticed. Hallelujah. To trivialize something means that something that is big and important, but you're making it seem unimportant. But if you are going to be you are going to be judged by something, then it is not trivial, then it is important. Hallelujah. So if you are in class, you know. Uh, I mean, there's a big difference between, I don't know whether uh, Dr. Nicholas does this, but um, having studied in Ghana and studied here, I have seen a difference in the approach as to um, when there is an exams coming, you know, over here, some professors can give you review questions, right? Is that the general practice here? Yeah. And you do it. You see, where I was trained for my bachelor's, you uh, there, there's a story that someone went to see uh, one one professor. You know, can you give us areas we should study? <laughs> Amen. He said, you want areas? Ayudo Flats, Ford Foundation, those areas. <laughs> it, it is as if it is as if. Um, you know, when you make a good grade, it's like it's like it's paining them that you are making a good grade. So, but 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 you see, even though even though they may not give you areas to study like review questions, if you are a good student, right? Just by the way the teacher is teaching and the things he's emphasizing, you can tell that a question will come from this area. A question will come from that area. Amen. And so, and so, you must be able to distinguish between trivial things and things that are not trivial. Now, something that the, the teacher has emphasized in so many different ways, and you think is trivial, you are going to bomb, bomb the, 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 you are going to fail the exams. And so, Jesus is telling us that words shall be the basis for judgment. And so, among all the things that you consider important in your life, you must be careful about words. I mean, that's what verse 37 says. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. So Jesus, we are talking about what Jesus said himself. What Jesus said about his own words. And what Jesus said about his own words is true of what we should also think about our own words. Because we are actually, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you, if you take any tree and you, you are to put a knife on the stem, the type of flu that is coming out from there is the same flu that is coming out from the branch because it's the same plant. Hallelujah. So Jesus' attitude and, and um, emphasis and, and explanation about words must be our own. And if we don't, we'll be making a big mistake. Hallelujah. And so, you see, the sad aspect is that people emphasize the wrong things. Amen. 
Jesus said that your words shall be the basis for judgment. But people are using other things as the basis for judgment. Like I want to cut my hair somewhere and people were discussing cars. And they wanted to laugh at me because of my old car that I was driving. Somebody said, are you still driving that old Bela? Bela car. My car had the sticker of my college at the back. So they call it the old Bela. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you there? <laughs> That's right. It, it means a mouse. mouse. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which makes it even more even funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, the average person just talks whatever comes to mind. Doesn't think twice about it. But Jesus is saying that we should be very careful the things we say. Because by your words, you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Do you realize that it is not only a negative thing that words can bring you? Hallelujah. It says by your words you will be justified. So it means therefore that you know, certain words can actually bring you good. But then, but then there are some words that you will say that one day it will bring you trouble. I heard the story of one of our pastors and um, he's, a, he's an, a, a lawyer, an attorney. He worked for a very big global company. And um, I think they were having a, a meeting that involved executives um, and people at, you know, right below the executives and then manager level. You get it. And as they were talking, um, you know, certain issues came up that were, you could call, thorny issues that not everybody would be happy about. And so, you, you, it's the type of issues that when the executive bring up, there will be some grumbling and there will be some complaining and people may not really go along with what the leaders are saying. But this, um, one of our pastors who was in that meeting, you know, in our house, we are taught to fight murmuring and grumbling. In fact, in the wilderness, during the Exodus, a whole segment of the Jewish people, the, the ground got open and they were swallowed them because they murmured and, and complained against God. Hallelujah. And one of the things we don't realize is that, you see, the Bible says in the book of Romans, I believe chapter 14, that all authority is ordained of God. You might remember when Christ stood in front of Pilate and, and Pilate tried to ask Jesus a question. Jesus didn't want to answer. Pilate said, you, wouldn't, you don't want to talk to me. Don't you know I have the power to set you free or to have you crucified? And then Jesus made a statement. that He said that the, he said you, you only have power over me because it has been given to you from above. Which confirms what Apostle Paul said in Romans 14. That all authorities of God. Therefore, he was saying that we should, we should respond to the people who have been given authority. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And so, and so, um, we should be very careful about our ways. Hallelujah. Amen. We should be very, very careful because one day, the, the very words that you have said will come back to bite you. One day, words that you may have said carelessly without thinking of any consequence, one day it will come back to bite you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me, somebody? Okay. He said, there's nothing of which the average man is more surely convinced than his tongue is his own. 
and that he can at will make it otherwise either good or evil. Hallelujah. So once again, it can be either good or evil. Now this pastor, when the conversation was going in a way that was almost like an insurrection against the leadership of the company, he stood up and he, he found reason, he began to reason with the rest of them. Do you get it? And he said, look, you guys have not considered this, this, this and that. And, and A, B, C, and D. And, 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 and there's actually another way you should look at this. That what the, what the senior management are saying is actually a good thing. Hallelujah. Of course, such a person can easily be labeled that you are what? <laughs> exactly. But you see, if you make your point and you're making a good point, you're not just a suck up. Hallelujah. In the end, he ended up getting promoted. He became a senior, I mean, somebody who was just below the executives. Because he spoke the right things. Hallelujah. Alright. Point number three. Jesus taught that words were the unmistakable portrayal of a person. If the person be good, then his words are good. But if the person be evil, if the speaker be evil, then they are inevitably evil. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says in the beginning, John chapter 1, in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Now, it will take us all of eternity to understand the Trinity. Is that not so? I mean, is there anybody here who can explain the Trinity without leaving uh, any questions remaining? I mean, St. Augustine and other people through the ages have found all kinds of analogies. Some have said, you know, the Trinity, you know, it's like different, different uh, forms of water. Like, uh, what do you call it? Yes, uh, but there's a, a more scientific way of describing not, not different forms of water. There's, um, I've forgotten what they call it, but different, different forms of water. Let me just say that. Uh, solid, liquid, and gas. Amen. Um, uh, but, but then that presupposes that the Father, if you say solid, liquid, and gas is used to explain the Trinity, then what you are saying is that, okay, it was the Father, which is like, let's say, where do we start, liquid or, or solid? <laughs> liquid. So, and then the liquid is what? It is frozen to be solid. So the Father, if the Father is the liquid, then the Father is f freezes, and then he becomes what? The Son. And then, and then the, and the frozen is now, at, uh, heat is applied to it gas. It becomes water and then gas. But we know clearly, Jesus was praying to his father. So that there are two distinct persons. Is that not so? So, so it's not one. It's, it's, it's what I'm saying is that it's complex. It's a mystery. Amen. But, 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 then, but then the idea is that Jesus said, or, or the Apostle John said that in the beginning was the word. Which we know from John 1 14 that the word is what became Christ because the word became flesh. Hallelujah. And then instead, the word what with God. Okay. So when somebody is with someone, it's like it's like it's like two different phenomenon. Okay. But then it goes on to say the word was God. So it therefore means that it therefore means that the, the word of God and God, there is no difference. Hallelujah. The word of God, 
Who is Jesus? Like, like if you were to let's of let's think of it in terms of DNA, right? If you take a piece of your body from here and you take it from your toe or you take your saliva the same person the dna will be the same because it's from the same person so the word of god therefore is the essence of god so there's no difference between the word and god if we think in terms of arithmetic that's where we get confused let's not think in terms of arithmetic hallelujah because god is a mystery we cannot use the four operations of arithmetic to explain god otherwise one three persons one plus one plus one cannot is equal, cannot be equal to one but think of it in terms of the essence the essence of god in fact the jewish people you see you and i have been trained by the british and by the greeks and by the romans i mean a big chunk of western civilization is descended from the philosophies exactly i mean no well you said you do christian but but the sad aspect is that somewhere along the line the judeo part of the christian was sidelined which is what i was trying to tell you two weeks ago was it a week ago about how the the jewish as the jewish aspect of christianity sometimes was taken off so 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 they began sidelining the jewish aspect now the jewish people think a little differently than the greeks greeks think in linear fashion do you get it so time to the greek mindset time is is chronological and it's linear but to the jewish it's more like a circle hallelujah and the jewish mindset of god makes the jewish people whom jesus was preaching to they understood when he said that i and my father are one they understood that he meant he was claiming deity he was claiming that he and the father when is i and the father are one he, he, he they, they said that he's making himself equal to god but you and i don't find that i mean he's standing here and saying i'm a father i want how why is he saying he's god hallelujah but the Jew, the jewish people they had no problem at all understanding that and that mindset is what jesus is the, the, the apostle john is saying that the word of god and god are one and the same thing now that appears to be a concept jesus is emphasizing here Jesus is emphasizing that if, if you go to uh, verse 33, Rome, um, Matthew 12, verse 33, Jesus is saying that you cannot say something nice when your heart is corrupted. So that if your heart is corrupted, if you are saying any nice things, we actually can't believe what you are saying. Because what you say and what you are at the core of your being is the same thing. And so, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit so so then what are we saying well what people say when they are not under supervision when they are they are in their in their relaxed state what 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 people say when no one is looking when they don't know the cameras are on that is the real person hallelujah because you see, when somebody is giving rehearsed answers and rehearsed uh, speeches, that is really not who they are. So, to, so, so, what you say when nobody, when you are in your bedroom 
or you are in a room quietly with somebody and you are talking that is the real you and jesus is saying that a person's words are the unmistakable portrayal of the person that is why um you know recently the, the cnn was doing a series on on uh president nixon um tricky dick and you know how the tapes are now out all the tapes and i mean he didn't know that he was being recorded i mean some of the things he was saying he's he, he like he said do, 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 do you understand me no, no no reporter from so and so should be should, should, should be allowed here i mean he was banning all kinds of things but after the tapes came out people people got to know what was happening behind the scenes in the white house amen so i mean almost every president has been caught saying things that they don't want people to know about amen and so the the if you want if you want to know who a person is okay you can know by what they are saying that is why the scripture says out of the abundance of the heart is that the, the next verse okay let's let's go okay so jesus is addressing the pharisees and the sadducees he said you brood of vipers how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks hallelujah now what is that wh wh why is that important for us you see if we are if we are followers of christ i mean how does how do things get into your heart things get into your heart think of your heart as your stomach spiritual stomach hallelujah so your spiritual stomach so just as what is in your stomach your digestive system come from what you eat right what you eat is what enters your digestive system so therefore what is in your heart okay is what you've been soaking in what you've been filling yourself with if you fill yourself with good things with the word of god that is what will end up being stored in your heart so that even when even when on a west somebody somebody kicks you or somebody you are waking up in the middle of the night what will come out without calculating can only be what you have been eating all along hallelujah now it says in jeremiah that man by natural nature our nature is that is the man is evil but in the in the conversion experience after we, we turn to christ we, our spirit man is born again but our mind still needs to be renewed hallelujah and that renewal can only happen after we have constantly fed the word of god through preaching through reading the word of god through meditating that is how our heart changes hallelujah Amen. i mean you can you can have you can have a a, a, a pig and put a wedding dress on a pig and put lipstick on the pig but it is still a pig because at heart deep within it it does not i mean it it, it, it probably will pretend to be a, a bride for a moment do you get it but just have a little bit of water and mud somewhere it will just go and dump itself in it because at heart it has not changed at heart only the outward part is looking like a bride amen and so jesus is saying that look out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks if you look at the point very well you may think that because it's one of those things is like a chicken and egg situation okay 
The point is that Jesus taught that words were the unmistakable portrayal of a person. So it appears that we are focusing on the words, right? We are focusing on what the person is saying to use that to determine what type of person they are. Hallelujah. But then if you go to the next verse, he's saying that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the heart precedes the speaking. The heart, the state of your heart actually is what determines what your words will be. Your words are a portrayal or an exhibition of your inner core nature. And so if, if you find yourself always saying foul words, saying ba- bad, bad words, and you don't seem to be able to control yourself, <laughs> do you get it? Yeah, because sometimes you can have that situation. You, I mean, you, uh, it's, it's like you, you haven't, I was going to say you haven't shed that. <laughs> you haven't planned to say, <laughs> to say those words. Okay? It must tell you that at the core of your being, okay, something must change within. And if you have not made any effort to fill your heart with those good words, how do, how do they come? You keep on meditating on the word of God. Hallelujah. And so, and so, and, and the thing about words is that the thing about words is that you see, if we don't watch our words one day, our words will disgrace us. Because somebody somebody would somebody would upset you in a way that people may not know people may not know this aspect of you. Because you may, you may be like a very peaceful, nice person. Or that everybody thinks that you are uh, uh, the next Kofi Annan on, in the block. But then, one day, if you have not dealt with the heart core issues, your core heart, state of your heart, something that has boiled up within you one day will blurt out. Hallelujah. And, and, and then, and the sad aspect is that people are not going to remember all your niceness in the past. People are going to use, people are going to say, ah, this is how he is all this while. He's just a snake under grass. He's a hypocrite. Amen. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And especially when those words are really vulgar words, words that you don't you don't want to be associated with you. Once they come out, you'll be running after those words to go and catch them. But the words are already gone. Hallelujah. And so it's uh, uh, let's turn to James chapter three. James chapter three. And uh, I think we start from verse. Maybe let's start from verse one. Bishop continued to say, A man cannot alter the character of his words unless he first alters his own nature. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Such was Christ's concept of words, and such were his own words. They were the overflowing of his very heart. So, James chapter 3, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers. Okay, go back. Verse 1. Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Amen. For we all stumble in many things. We all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able also to brother the whole body. Now watch this verse. This verse is making a very important point that your ability to be considered a perfect person. He said that if you don't want to stumble in word, you are a perfect man. Most people, the thing that defiles us is our words. 
He said that, I mean, you may do everything perfectly, but one day there will be a slip of, as they say, a slip of tongue. And so watching our words becomes very important. He's a perfect man, able also to brother the whole body. Because your words really control the rest of you. Continue. Indeed, we put base in horses' mouth that we may they may obey us and return their whole body. So it's talking about the thing they used to ride. The, the, and it's making an analogy between how the whole horse, the direction of the horse is controlled by the base we have put in the mouth. Okay, keep going. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, whatever the pilot desires. Hallelujah. So today we don't have, we, we don't, I mean, most of us are not riding on ships. But, you know, I mean, even your own vehicle, or I mean, Brother Elvis, uh, tr- a truck, a truck is very huge. I mean, one of the things that amazes me is like how they are able to turn at an intercession in a very short place. But it's a simple technique that they use. That, that it's like once you get it once you get the angle right the rest of the vehicle will follow hallelujah and it, the, the author james is saying that the whole a ship is a huge uh, object but a small thing is what controls the whole thing and he's saying that is how our tongue is okay next it's driven by fierce winds okay even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things see how great a forest a little fire candles so so now the tongue is being compared with what the rudder of a ship the tongue is being compared with the rudder of a ship is being com- compared with a bit of a horse as now it's being compared with fire that can burn a whole forest hallelujah i mean one of the things that we don't talk about much because often we dwell on the do's and don'ts of Christianity, right? Oh, he has stolen something. Oh, he's after somebody's husband. Those are the physical outward things. But now we are going to the intangible, invisible parts. Hallelujah. It's like a computer. You can have a whole big computer, but the computer is used is the software. The invisible software that runs the operating system and the other applications. That is what is making the computer work. And so what we are doing is that we have gone to the inner layer of the person that your words which are actually driven by what your heart and now that the, the apostle is saying that look this thing is huge it is huge to the extent that a little tongue of fire by the way it's called tongue of fire amen tongue of fire it can it can burn a whole forest your whole life your whole body your whole being and your whole life can be affected by your tongue. Amen. Continue. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. Amen. This is how big the tongue is. In fact, the psalmist in Psalm 34 he said that he said that come dear children let me show you the way of the lord and it says that it says that um whoever will love life wants to live long and will love life 
Let him depart from iniquity and his tongue avoid speaking guile. Okay? It's like one secret even to long life and living well is that watch your tongue and what it says. Okay? Next verse. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. If it was today that Apostle James was writing, he would even add how we have even conquered space. Because back in the, in the day, they had no conquered space. We have only conquered animals. Every type of beast. Okay? Reptile, bird, creature of the sea has been tamed by mankind. Next verse. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? You see, it is same language Jesus was using in, in Matthew 12. That you brood of vipers, how can you be in evil speak good things? Hallelujah. And so, this whole thing is about a transformation of nature. When we are brought into the body of Christ, the whole idea is that our nature should be transformed into the nature of Christ. And in Proverbs 18.21, Maybe we'll read that one and we'll end there. In Proverbs 18, 21. If words are not trivial, and if you are going to be judged by our words, and if a person's words are the unmistakable portrayal of a person, then you must, you must make a deliberate effort to what? Use words to our advantage. Okay? You cannot forbid the using of knives. I mean... People use knives to, to do bad things, commit murder, to, to do... I mean, remember the lady who used uh, a knife to cut the husband's polypoly? I mean, that was years ago. But, but you, you can't make a law and say we are forbidden knife. You can also use a knife to do something good. And so now, as we are learning, we are not just learning in terms of the negative aspect, but now death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. It depends on what fruit you want to eat. If you want to eat good fruit, then you must use your words to sow the right words, the right things. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Let's um, rise up to our feet and pray and bring an offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for us. We commit ourselves to you, Lord, that we will be restrained to the extent of your word that we, uh, your words will curb our utterances that it will be seasoned by your word what we say will be seasoned by your nature and your word and lord we bring you an offering through jesus our lord to honor your name to promote the preaching of your word in the name of jesus amen